I'll be honest, like I would love to stop and I would love to stop and then just make a couple of videos a week and put my all into them because obviously one day isn't enough time to like plan, film, edit something that I'm really proud of. Um, I also have to try, if I'm making a vlog, I have to try squeeze as much as possible into it in one day instead of spreading over a few days. Um, So that is a problem, but my brain will not let me give up. I'm a bit stubborn. So (laughs) we'll wait until the end of the year and then I'll fix that problem. They're guys. They do magic. They are the magic guys. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 120 of the Magic Guys. I'm Josh Lombido. That's Nick Kay. That's Mika Harris. And that is Doug Khan. We are your Magic Guys today. How's it going? It's good to be here, friends. It's been a fun week. Welcome back, Doug Khan, from a week of leave. Give it up for Doug Khan, everybody. Hey. I've almost recovered. Where have you been? We've missed you. Fill us in. Man. Um, well, I think I'm just guilty last week of having fun and relaxing after not relaxing too much. So, and you've got this new tech yeah. as well. For, for those watching, oh, yeah, man. I'm rocking this, be this new cool. uh, gimbal cam where things are... What, so I don't good. even know what camera position is. What is over here? Yeah, I, again, to the uh, podcast Oh, here, let me show this off. This is yeah, I was AI. Say from- it'll find me and then follow me. So this is like... The stuff. Oh, what? So very cool. Looks this is the, the, the new force. webcam that Doug is currently showing everyone, and it follows them. It's on a gimbal. There's a camera on a gimbal, and instead of needing three different cameras to show three different angles in a, in a live stream, he just has these presets, and the camera's just moving and zooming in, close up on his hands, onto it. Oh, don't show us that, Doug. Put that away. And then back on his face, it's what, like... What's wrong with that? That's crazy. Uh, you're, you're taunting the audio listeners? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> That's right. Yes. Well, you know, they're probably driving. They could be listening while they drive. But do take, like, take it upon yourself to watch it on YouTube. Let's, when you plug, this, there is- let's plug this company in hopes they give me a brand deal. Insta360 Link. This is the best web camera in the universe. And I am looking for brand deals, Insta360. I use your yeah. stuff a lot. Find me. We, well, well we now that you've plugged in. They don't need to. They don't need yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say. No, but I know, I know how these things work. You got to give them a taste. And then they'll be like, oh, Khan's interested. And then you don't buy anything else. They're like, why isn't Khan promoting our new thing? And then they send. Well, I promote them too yeah. because I do all of my um, trick a day stuff with, uh, with the, the X3 360 camera. Yeah, it's a great camera. Yeah. Yes, it yeah. is. Yeah, almost is good. Yeah, like for the past maybe three or four months, every single bit of content has been on the X3. And it's a great camera. We would love a sponsorship at the Magic Guys. It's the one R over here. So. Oh, wow. What's the one R? Enlightened. Uh, it's, it's actually a little bit older now, but it's the interchangeable one between an action camera and a 360 camera. So you can take this lens off and put a 360 lens on here. So then Ooh. you essentially have like either a, a normal GoPro or a 360 camera. So it's a GoPro line camera? Is that what it is? No, it's Insta360. It's the brand. Oh, oh yeah, that's yeah. right. Oh, yeah, I've seen them. Right. Okay. Wow. I mean, yeah, Mika's in it. He, If anyone knows about cameras on the go, it's Mika. <laughs> and look, most most of you guys know Mika because he's like a he's like a day one of the podcast. You know, he was one of the first guys in the Patreon. You know, if you look at uh, some of the clips of us jamming back and then, you know, it was so Ooh, long yeah, ago that old. he looks like a, a little... <laughs> He's gone from a boy to a man during the duration of the podcast has been existing, which is awesome. But yeah, And if his hair is in any, any indication, he's slowly evolving into Jason Ma. Look at that mighty no, boosh he's oh, representing. No. It's like a lion's mane. Look at him, the mighty, <laughs> mighty boosh. I'm going to just shave it all off now. It's gone. Oh, well, right. And he could be like, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Well, met Mika, he's like a, I thought he was like 16 and now he's like a grizzled veteran like, <laughs> yeah. going on 40. So... So Mika, there, oh, no. you know, there might be a few listeners who don't know exactly who you are. So please take it upon yourselves. Tell us who you are. Tell us what you do. Go for it, pal. Um, I'm 21 years old. My name is Mika. I live in Australia, although I am from New Zealand because it's just a better country. But you know, that's an argument to be had later. Hey. <laughs> um, no, I live in Australia now, uh, Sydney, to street perform full time. I moved over here uh, in December last year. 
And right now I am currently attempting a 365 days of magic challenge. So trying to make a video every single day for the entire Probably year. Probably a sign of insanity. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. No doubt about um, yeah. that. Currently on about day 100. Well, I'm editing day 128 right now. So it'll be up on YouTube in a few hours. <laughs> have you missed a day or have you got them oh, all? Yeah, no, I'm like, I'm like seven days behind or something. Such um, a loser. Just God, <laughs> This is from the guy who gave up after 10 days of Trick-A-Day May Live. I threw in the towel. This is me. I'm like, I, I can't do this. Damn. Um, yeah, no, just slowly over time, I've like missed a day or fell, fallen behind by a few hours. So it just kind of compounds to about six. I mean, Jason's actually on the same number as me, which is quite funny because we've been apart for each other for about six weeks. So the fact that we've ended up like the same amount behind is interesting. <laughs> um, I will be catching up slowly over time and, by the end of the year, there will be 365 videos there. So, You know, Damn. there's a lot of folks who are attempting this 365 days. What would it really take? Like, what would be the perfect scenario for anyone attempting to do it? Because my thought is you would have to be a magician who doesn't do any gigs, have any friends, and just knows heaps of magic. Like that that would be it. Like you like I, that would be I think oh, you just described like a heavy percentage like of being a street performer yeah. is the key. <laughs> Making your own hours. Performer? Yeah, right, because it's total freedom. Yeah. yeah. Um You know, I think if you were a fourteen year old boy that was living in your like in you know, in your bedroom at your folks' house and you didn't have to worry about laundry bills and oh, I wish. whatever else. Yeah, school, yeah. Then <laughs> this would be a breeze. This would be a breeze. <laughs> let me, like, let me as, speak for a moment on this. As I threw in the towel on day 10, as a professional, I was devoting way too much of my time to these trick-a-day live experiences, you know, with the thumbnails and the titles and the yada yada. If you do it right, it takes four or five hours to get it all together. And agreed. I'm a busy boy this month. I'm traveling. And I thought originally I'll just do it on the road. But 10 days in, I'm like, mm -hmm. if I do all of these things, I'm not doing my most important things as well as I should be. And these are these are important events for me I mean, uh, I'm, I'm appearing at some magic conventions this month and I, I, I want to be on top of my game. So, yeah. Yes. Mm. So, so well, following that, I recently had a um, six week gig, which I'll talk about soon. But mm. this, <laughs> this gig, I obviously was paid and contracted. So I had to be very professional about it and focus on that first. Like filming was secondary, essentially, which is actually where I've fallen the most behind on the 365 because I had that to concentrate on. Um, but like so so something like thumbnails for instance uh they've been pretty trash for the last six weeks i'll be honest and yeah i agree with I'm that <laughs> horrible thumbnails but i'll tell you what when i go to watch youtube videos you're the guy i watch anyway it doesn't oh, matter to me yeah um now that i mean I'm you could in sydney i'm like renovating my thumbnails so i'm just going back down the line and remaking oh, yeah, right. good job um now that I have a little bit of time. Yeah, right. Nice. It's not you know, easy. Could do him, that's what I was saying. Doing a good thumbnail could take hours sometimes if you do it right. I mean, it's yeah. not a gimme. And I mean, now that you're making that Mayo magic money, you could just go get someone on Fiverr. Because um, I, I did that for the podcast. I, I paid someone when I first started with our thumbnails to just go back and make like the last 10. You oh, know? okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, that could be something. Get a, get yeah, a pro the to problem do it. Is so what, what you do is you get you pay someone to do it and then they send you the Photoshop file and then from yeah. that you keep that file and you just use that those settings. Like a generic template almost, yeah. Yeah. Um, the same color settings they put and you just input your own picture each the, time. Like that could be the problem on my end is that every video is different. Like I don't have a structure. Sometimes it's a vlog and sometimes it's not. So making a, a like a generic template thumbnail doesn't particularly work all the time because I don't half the time I'm filming throughout the entire day and I have zero idea what the title is going to be, what even the theme of the video is. It's just it is what it is at the end of the day. So the thumbnail can be very different sometimes. Which is just an interesting thing to deal with. Have you but. found the production time to be more efficient as time goes on? Or, or are you just adding to your toolkit and making things more complex as time goes on? I'm a pretty quick editor, I would say, in general. Mm -hmm. um, okay. It depends. Yeah, well, It does depend how much effort I want to put in. Sometimes I will put a bit more effort into... Like, I'll still make it a good edit, and then I'll go that little bit extra if I have time to do so. And sometimes I just don't have time to do so. But the final product, I'm still like reasonably happy with for what I've managed to do in one day. So it is what it is. Um, See, I think, I think with I think something. I'm battling. 
Like, yeah. you know, when you're putting out stuff that you like, you could be genuinely proud of, like putting you, you can, anyone can squeeze out a trick, you know, and, and just, oh, my thumb come off. There you go. Like and share. I mean, yeah. good for you. Good for you. Yeah. yeah. But it's not, I've, I was going to do the trick a day myself. And then through conversations with the pod and people saying you should do it. What I've realized is that I've learned a lot, even though it's only been 16 days so far of how to better use my camera, better use my lighting, advice from Jason, et cetera. Like, listen to that guy. Obviously, you know, listen to what Mike has to say. He's he's in the trenches. He's got a lot of good advice and he's living it. But what I'm finding now personally is that I, like you guys, am in an absolute struggle to juggle everything else I'm doing with myself. I'm writing a show. I'm running an agency. I'm doing all these things. And I kind of want to pull out, but I kind of feel like, oh, you're a failure. But it's not really that. Because yeah. I'm, 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 I'm packing my bags after this. I'm going to be out of town for four days. And so there's a bit of a, like a difficulty in that for me and to mm. want to capture good stuff. And I would rather Same. do things. I would rather do things like respectfully to my audience and give them the time and not just give them crap every day, but just go... I'm going to give you a photo, like one every few days or a three a week or one a week, but it's going to be good. And it's going to be something they asked for. Because for me, what I've really liked is people have sent me challenges. Uh, so I got a few videos coming up. They sent challenges. In fact, the one yesterday was Mika going, you should do a, you should do a drunk, drunk video. Legend. And I was like, I will. So yeah. I drank a bottle of wine and I did a, I did a trick with, a, with, with the empty bottle. So... That was a good time. Uh, I got someone who's hit me up and said, do a trick with the banana. So that's coming out tomorrow. Um, someone else has asked me to do uh, a trick with a farce. Be a child, bless their heart. Um, but another person saying, like, do an illusion. I'm like, I like this. I like this idea of saying, like, you give me a creative challenge and I'll put mm. something together and I'll let you know I when agree. it's done. So that's my new thing now. That's what I'm putting. Yeah, in I love that. So I love only- that. Yeah, it's building their through. community as well, right? And it's only through doing stuff like this, doing this three sixty five, that you only see the opportunities the world has to give you, right? Like, if it wasn't you going down your path, Mika, like, would you have ended up in Sydney? Would you have ended up, you know, like, did you? Well, tell them, yeah. tell them that story. Oh, that's a yes. story. Yeah, I'll tell that. Wait, in one second, I just want to comment on what Nick said about like. Um, no, don't worry to, about that. We want to know about no, Sydney. Wanting to give up <laughs> oh, on, on what he's doing, and then yeah, yeah. because you want to do better. That is exactly how I'm currently feeling about three six five. I'll be honest. Like, I would love to stop, and I, I would love to stop, and then just make a couple of videos a week and put my all into them because obviously one day isn't enough time to like plan film edit something that I'm really proud of. Um, I also have to try, if I'm making a vlog, I have to try squeeze as much as possible into it in one day instead of spreading over a few days. Um, So that is a problem, but my brain will not let me give up. I'm a bit stubborn. So <laughs> we'll wait until the end of the year and then I'll fix that problem. Um, it's a, like, I'm, I think the way I have to look at it is whatever I make, I can then make it and either know that I'm happy with what I've made or not happy with what I've made. So in future, I like, you know, know what, know the direction that I want to take content and all that kind of stuff. Um, that's, I think, how I have to look at that at this point. Because Do you feel otherwise... there's room to have that growth process trying to produce this content daily? Do you spit? Do you have learning times and so on? Were you able to, you know, educate yourself and such? Yeah, well, exactly. So I have to, you know, there's there's videos where I'm like, I, I don't want to make these videos, but I'm going to make this video. Um, I'm going to see how it does. I'm going to see if I can make it like uh, interesting to make for me, and then also still interesting and relevant for my audience and um then if i don't like it well i can try it again so <laughs> thanks jason <laughs> for those for those listening jason Marge just jumped on and said what's it like being a nerd that's pretty great actually. bro you might you are like you are the king of the nerds the king so, of the nerds you know content baby he's skipping the podcast to go play some pokemon tournament somewhere today probably <laughs> Uh, when Mika puts a hundred percent into his edits, they feel like film festival short films. Oh, thank you very much, Scotty. <laughs> hey. Thank you. Thank By the you. way, shout out to Scotty P for our, uh, for the animation he made for our podcast last week. Neither that was funny. Fifty kinds of funny. I wondered where that came from. 
Yeah, bro. <laughs> thank you. And please, let's talk. Let's do some more because that was that was very cool. Thank you. So, how the hell are you in Sydney? Uh, okay, so I am in Sydney. And, so- and in New Zealand, you had a full-time job, right? Like you were working full-time. So, I spent two years living in Wellington, which is the capital city of New Zealand, and I was just managing a cafe. I was barista managing a cafe. Um, and then one day during work near the end of 2022, Jason was on a cruise ship and he messaged me and he's like, yo, I'm going to be in New Zealand for the day. Where are you? And I was the other end of the country to where the cruise ship was pulling him. So I literally messaged work. He messaged me like the day before he was getting here. And so I messaged work. I'm like, look, can I get this day off? And in my head, I was essentially going to take the day off regardless, but I was just being courteous and being like, look, guys, I need this day off, please. And so then I took a 12-hour overnight bus all the way to Auckland, um, the other side of the the island, and then uh, met Jason, Like, got off the bus at like 6 a.m. He got off the cruise ship at like 10 a.m. We spent the day together talking and everything, and then I took a 12-hour bus overnight home. So in 36 hours, I spent 24 of them on a bus. Um, it was a worthwhile experience because when I was talking to Jason, I was um, street performing at this point, just like casually on the weekends in Recall Wellington. That. And so I was talking to Jason and he was like, oh, you should come and street perform in Australia for school holidays or something. And I was like, oh, that's a good idea. And by the end of the day, the conversation had uh, evolved to, oh, you might as well just move over. So that was that. I think I called my parents that same night and I'm like, so I'm thinking about moving to Australia. And then about three months later, I arrived. So, <laughs> you know, it's such decisions. a, such wow. a cool story. And you see the ring, you go for it. And congratulations, man. Well, so- I didn't like my, my job was fine, but I wasn't happy because I you was- have dreams. Exactly. I was working a full-time job, like 40 hours a week, plus trying to make videos, do magic, and street perform all on the outside. So everything I was doing on the outside of a full-time job was what I wanted to be doing instead of that. So when it kind of became like, oh, I have this opportunity, I was like, yep, jumping on that. I'm quitting. Done. So that's kind of the origin story there, how I got to Australia. And had you had some kind of a savings blanket built up before you jumped ship? Uh, yeah, yeah. That wasn't this, like the, my savings wasn't intentional. I didn't save for this trip. Uh, I've just been relatively good with money and can save. And I had a full time job for what well, I worked all throughout high school. And then that's the yeah, smart way to transition like into so, a professional magician. Yeah, I guess is that's to what have I'm, a, at least six months of livelihood backed up, probably a year's hmm. worth of money saved. Um, it is it is almost parody to exactly how I decided to get into full-time magic. And one of the things I did when I started doing magic and I had to explain to my friends and family around me was like, look, I've got a head start. I'm doing fine. I'm going to give myself a year is what I said to them. I go, if I'm not making a living or supporting myself in the space of one year, I'll go back to the real world. And they all went, all right, we'll give you a year. And that was 15 years ago. So, wow, that's yeah, cool. boy. Yeah. And that has Ooh, to be worthy yeah. of a like and share. I like that audio. <laughs> did you set a limit on yourself when you were going into this? Say, like, I'm going to Oz and I'm going to give it this long. Or you just said, like, like there is, uh, there is no, there is no turning back. This is it. No, I'm, I'm, I think I'm a bit stubborn. So I'm, you know, just on in the mindset of like, I'm going to make this work. I have to make this work. I want to make this work. So that's... Sorry. Get get socks in here. Are we good? (laughs) Okay, perfect. Um, Yeah, so that's where I am currently. Obviously, if I have to um, supplement my finances or income with something else eventually, then that is what I I have to do. But um, currently, that's most definitely not the plan. So... I feel like, uh, you know, if if anyone can, like, um, how do I word this? Um, well, yeah, if, if anyone can, like, street perform, like, if Jason can do it full-time, then why can't I? So, yeah, that's kind In of... The, oh, there's many answers to that. In the wise oh, yeah, words of... <laughs> trust me, trust me, I know. 
How has your growth on the streets been? Do you feel like you're at a position now? What are you, six months in? Are you what, finding what your, yourself yet? Yeah. What happened when you first started? Like the first month or two? Oh, I know what, what happened. Like? You sucked. The Everyone first sucked month or two in start. New Zealand or the first month or two in Australia because both of them well, sucked. Just, uh, <laughs> a question on top of that as well, because you've had the luxury of performing in different countries. Now, for from what I've experienced uh, with, I've only had to busk in Oz, thankfully, right? I've done um, Adelaide in here. I haven't really had to do much else, right? But yeah. I know when my friends like Doc, who is originally from Texas and has performed in uh, Italy and Spain and you name it, he's performed all over the planet. And when he started busking here, I was sharing what I learned through the street. And he's, and he's, he's writing a book about this and literally said, like busking here in Oz or Melbourne especially is like, unlike busking anywhere in the world, do you find that the way that you would conduct an audience in NZ versus in Oz to be very different or your approaches need to be different? Uh, yeah, they, I think there is uh, subtle differences. I don't know if I'm like experienced enough to comment on all of it. Um, Cause like, let's be honest, I didn't do that much street performing in New Zealand because it was only on weekends and such compared to how much I've done in the five months I've been in Sydney or whatever. Um, but even like going to Adelaide for Fringe Festival was different to busking in mm. Sydney. Um, yeah, right. So yeah, there will be differences like anywhere. And the the thing, the big difference mainly is in why I moved to Australia is it's like it can be a numbers game sometimes. And uh, New Zealand audiences are friendlier. Yeah, I'd probably agree with that, Jason. Um, but I, I've heard like from a- several magicians in the States that Australia is a challenging pitch. Oh, really? I, I think Sydney, Melbourne area in general. I don't know if they were in New Zealand at all. But yeah. Uh, they, so, like, it's they, also they say they're this really sometimes. brash street performer that's ruined it for everyone that comes bef- after him. Some oh, long haired hippie freak there that's. <laughs> we got there. We got there. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know if y'all were with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Onward. Minecraft Steve is a welcome member of the pod. Oh uh, yes, this is Minecraft Steve. Everyone, I used him for my tricky day May yesterday. Quite difficult to come up with an effect with this guy. So but. you didn't really say. Do you feel like you're at a pace now where you're a uh, uh, like? Could you pay the rent? Uh, yeah, I can pay rent. I have like managed to, there's also been weeks where I haven't managed to, Mm -hmm. um, especially Mm -hmm. like February, March, they were terrible months. Um, but also I'm now like getting back into the swing of it because I just took six weeks away from street performing. And since I don't technically have the, well, like I'm not experienced enough to be like, okay, I can just go straight back into it. I'm still learning a lot about sure. street performing and everything. So coming, having a six-week break didn't help at all. Are you changing um, your show at all? Are you sticking with the same set now? Uh, it's pretty set. I've just gotten back from like basically testing this material at this gig, and now I'm doing it on the street. So I have to change the pacing and everything of it for the street yeah. to how it was in the mm-hmm. bar. So that's what I'm dealing with right now. And there's like my show is I'm always thinking about it and I'm always thinking about what I want to add or take away. So it's, it's not stuck most definitely. And it probably won't be for a while. So can you it's talk about that process a bit? When you think about your show, you got a notepad, you use your phone. Like, are you, uh, yeah, I write down a lot of things on my phone. I also use a lot of physical pen and paper. Um, I talk to like friends and just people and spitball ideas around, um, that's one of I the started, great things about being on the pitch is you're usually around other artists. So you have a kind of, uh, you know, experienced eyeballs on what you're doing. Yeah. 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 Exactly. A good way true. to grow. You get, you get good feedback. So yeah, getting there slowly with it. I'm not like happy with my show. I'm uh, not happy with the entire show right now, but mm. it's just always improving hopefully. So that means that, you're a good that artist, process man. might be That's, constant. Mm, yeah. I think that yeah. just sticks with anyone who's really significant. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I've been doing yeah. this 15 years and my <laughs> coins across, I'm still working on it. And it's like, mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm never going to stop working on it. I'll be dead and I'll still be working on it. Like it is. Just yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, have, we have an interesting que- question from Adzi here. It is interesting. Pro- thought provoking. Mika, do you think your street shows 
will have improved as much if you weren't filming vlogs? Um, like are like, the vlogs providing people yeah. to give feedback on what you're doing because you're showing it or is it taking away from your time vlogging or is it making you perform better because you know you're on camera? Like what and you're reviewing is your experience it. with it? Okay, yeah, so there's a, there's a few sides here. So making videos obviously takes up my time, so I don't have as much time to work on my show outside of street performing, which is just like a fun, it's just a balancing act at the end of the day. Um, otherwise, making vlogs as for, for like people giving feedback and stuff, I've definitely get a lot of uh, nice comments being like, oh, you've like, you know, encouragement, criticism, all those kind of things are great from video. And then um, the in regards to filming my show for content and then being able to review that footage. Um, I'm literally in the process of going back through the footage I just filmed of my shows since I got back from the six week gig um, to see now what I need to improve and how I need to change the pacing. So that's invaluable. You're able to critically analyze your performances and that's something nowhere near enough magicians do film their act, take a look and say, Hey, what am I doing right and wrong? So yeah, to do that daily. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, I have the I have the like footage there to review and everything, and even even little things, little annoying things like filler words. Filler words annoy the heck out of me, and I know I do them often. Like right now, and Jason pointed out to me a couple of days ago. Right now, my filler word is of course. So I say of course all the time, which is incredibly oh, annoying. Yeah, it frustrates right. the heck out of me whenever I hear myself say it. So like yesterday, I was filming a Instagram video, and I said of course. And like the take was good, but I just scrapped the whole take. I was like, no, I don't want to say that. So I just redid it because it was really annoying me. Mika is the worst at filler words. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, think I, I'm the know. worst. I double talk so much. I, I'm the worst. I, I think I'm like, the worst. Course, I'm the worst. And, yeah, <laughs> I think, of course. And um, can you do me a favor? That's it. Oh, uh, yeah. Can like, you do me a favor? That's my other one. Like, stop it. The worst then, is this. People, <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> Uh, if you had, um, um, uh, um, that's the worst for sure. And, uh, um, um, yeah. So, so that's, that's a big a thing that is constantly yeah. in my head. What I'm going like, to do, I'm going to take your Stop card, it. Put it. And I'm going like, to shuffle. Like, so I'm going to, I'm going to. When I, when I watched my Australia's Got Talent audition back for the first time, I was horrendous to realize that I said after every beat that would happen where they would laugh or react when you're meant to just let them laugh and then you carry on with your dialogue, I would go, so like I would say a joke like, do you have a deck of cards with you? Okay, we'll use mine. And then I would say, yeah, so, uh, and I would, Uh, that, that's the filler thing. Anyway, so, uh, And it's in your pocket. Yeah. So um, <laughs> now I have this. And so uh, and there's a 10 second clip like within that where I say it like three times. And the editors have done a good job to try and fade out some of that when I'm saying it Ooh. by like bumping up the audience um, clapping or whatever. And and I'm just hearing it and I'm like, oh, my God. Anyway, so, uh, yeah. So uh, and if we, um, yeah, so uh, I was like. Wow, I feel so like I'm my- like in the Lion King or something. And so, idiot. My yes, so uh, is now because you can say a joke, and if it doesn't land, you can go like blah 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 punchline now, and move on. But if I go now and they um, laugh, I'll wait, and then I'll press on. So it's a nice little way to fill the air if you just go. And I learned that from Billy Connolly because I, I grew up watching Billy Connolly's um, uh, VHSs back then. That's how old I am. And uh, I used to watch them like religiously. I just I love that guy. He's my favorite comedian. And, and he's the best storyteller. That's why I love his work. But he would make a joke now. And someone and, you know, even when he goes now, you can take a second and think mm. before you have to speak. Now, think about this, you know, now something now come here now take a card like there's certain ways you can do that but the word now is a little get out of jail free card as opposed to yeah i just nah, wrote that um, thank you Nick. <laughs> you're, you're welcome yeah uh yeah um, jason's calling me out in the comments here saying um 
just kidding and an awkward laugh to justify a joke is what I do as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure I do a lot of like annoying habits and all these kind of things that I don't necessarily pick up on. But I'm and, they're, and they're the things they're the things that's great to have someone either watching you or film it. And I remember someone telling me if you film it and then get the everything you've said transcribed into word format, you'll realize oh. how stupid what you're doing looks when you read it on paper because you'll read like just extra words, double words, things won't make sense. Yeah. And that's then, a nice uh, idea. Yeah. That's a way to do it. And yeah, there's so a basically, <laughs> even on this podcast, I have filler words. And I'm trying to just now be conscious of it. I'm just not talking when I don't have something yeah. to say. But my good friend Vin Yang, who has been blowing up on socials these days, he has this thing called sight sound sync that he recommends for people so you film yourself performing and then wait like a day because you'll be too critical and then he says watch it back but with no sound oh i've seen so this just video, just yes. watch it yeah just watch how you like what energy do you give off as a performer when it's just visual and then and then the next day just listen to you perform don't watch it and you'll hear how you come across audibly and then on the third day, watch it together and see like how it, how it all feels, but also if the audio and the visuals are matching because some people will be really loud and stuff, but they'll like stand in one spot. They won't really do anything. And so that can be really interesting as well. You guys can – he did a TED talk on it, so you can definitely look that up. Cool. Vin Yang. <laughs> yeah. So cool. um, the Mayo oh, Magic Bar. Yes. You can go pee if you have to. We'll joke him just before the show started. I was telling the guys that before every show, I drink like 90 mils, almost a liter of like a protein smoothie. I then have two coffees uh, lined up on it. I finished one. I have that's, this one. I, and I that's what I finished. should do. Oh, yeah, two coffees. Two coffees. Two coffees. And then I also have this bottle of water. And then I spend uh, the entire time doing the podcast just holding in my pee. <laughs> How <laughs> long can he hold it? <laughs> and last and week, soon as the episode went for an it went for an hour and 15 last week. And I was sitting there going like, mm. I wonder if I can pee in this bottle without anyone noticing me. Just, <laughs> like, just, just casually just. Just meet, meet <laughs> And then if there was a sound for how it feels to relieve yourself, it's this. <sighs> Just grab this. Let me grab it's my that. foo can. Mm. Oh, I, it's yeah, nothing in here, fellas. It's, it's... Oh, so um, I, I do want to talk about the mayo bar, and I apologize for this uh, derailing the show like I always do. But hat lines, how important is the hat line and how proud of you uh, uh, of your hat line? Because I think hat lines is one of the most magical bits about a street performer. When you see someone's hat line, it's like, oh, my God, that guy has the best hat line. For those of you that don't oh. know, a hat line is when you finish your street show and at the end of the show, you basically ask people for money. And you can do it in the form by going like, you guys put money in the hat. I've done my show. Or you can do something heartfelt. Um, there's a lot of ways of doing it. So how do you go about it? Do you ask for money before the end of the show? And then you finish the show, put the hat down and just let people run at you? Or do you finish the show and then go, thanks very much, put money in the hat? Because there's a couple of ways you can go about it. And I'm just curious what your method is. So that's the thing that I've probably learned the most about and the thing that um, Jason's like drilled into me the most about hat lines because mine used to absolutely suck. It still kind of very much does suck because I had like a bit of a structured hat line before Maho and now that I've come back, I'm wanting to like change it again and restructure it and stuff. So it's just in the process of being redone. And then, uh, but I do, I, I technically like, hat line twice so a hat line near the end of the show and then like at the end of the show does that make sense uh, is that is all you all, is that or? the only time you mention money i would assume there's more than two right do you not you know so that's probably worth a 20 or you know you sprinkle no, it in so, a little yeah, bit currently there is only two um i Just, do do like to be fair i do do a bill switch and stuff on my show so i should probably um rope something around that as well but uh those are all things that 
I'm just aiming to add to the show and improve over time. Um, I mean, obviously, I really need to jump on that because it is money and it is my living essentially. Um, so yeah, I'm not I'm not happy with my hatline. I haven't been for a very long time, and it's just a ever evolving process. I need to like sit down again and really go through it all. Um, but yeah, so I hat near the end of the show, like just before the finale, and then once I'm finished. So the, the once I'm finished bit is actually the bit that took me the longest to get the hang of. And it was only really in Adelaide that, it, uh, that like Jason was telling me and it, and it kind of clicked as to, Oh, Oh shit. That actually works. Sorry. Swearing. Mm. Um, so no, because right. at the end, you kind of need to just drill it constantly. It seems like, um, <clears throat> how do I word this? Um, so as soon as you finish, instead of like taking a bow and being like, oh, thank you very much, everybody. That is the end of my show. Like you just kind of get your hat out and you're like, thank you very much, everybody. Uh, my hat is here on the table, blah, blah, blah. Like if you can afford to give, I appreciate it. And then you, like you just, you just go for it, you go for it, you go for it. And you keep drilling it because I know Jason said this to me where people will make like a split second decision at the end there, whether they're going to pay or they're going to leave. And you need to make that a very clear moment for them. So mm. that's I, what I'm working I on. have a method of getting people to stay before you do your finale. And you hold what I suit, say or? is, <laughs> no, it's better than that. So what I say is I'm doing my, my bit, right? And then I go, um, I go, oh, I'm in a good time. Can I do one more before the grand finale? And they'll go, like, is, anyone in, is anybody in a rush? Does anyone have a train to catch or a, or a restaurant to get to? And if everyone goes, nah, man, like do an extra one before the finale, like, great. So in that moment, like you ask them, does anyone have to go anywhere? They all say, nah, do an extra one and do the finale. We're having a good time. So that's sick. Then you do Oh, I that. like that. So when you ask for money, they're not going anywhere because they said earlier, they don't have anywhere to be. So there's oh. no reason for them to walk away. Yeah, yeah. And that's something I came up with a long time ago. And you can word it your own way. I mean, I've got a script that's very specific to the routine and stuff. So I'm just synopsizing for the sake of time. But ultimately, before you do your grand finale, you say, does anybody have somewhere to be? Can I do one more big one? Do you have anyone like go? Can you, can you guys stay? Yes, we can stay. Great. Guess what's going to happen when you hat? No one's walking away because everyone said they could stay. Huh? Yeah. Everyone was expecting a magic trick to happen just then, Nick. That's oh, so. okay. So one of the things I did to introduce magic. Uh, this is this is in my uh, in my my gram, but this is a, a routine I came up with called Split in the Bill. Let me make sure this is ready to go. Okay. Beautiful. So. Um, I would do it with a five originally, but I've only got a 50 because I I don't have the five Successful. around me right now. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I'm all that. So First I would do a bit. Because I, I, I would close my show with the cups and balls and I would take out my hat and I would say, this is my magic hat because right now the hat's empty and after the show, it's filled with money. And they laugh mm. and they go, exactly. Look, at the end of the show, I go, this is how I make my living, this, this, this. I give this whole Kevin Costner speech and I say like, for those of you who do not know, like if you're from out of town, you know what money looks like. This is um, 50 cents. Um, yeah. <laughs> and if you give me one of these, like it would be a $5 bill. I'd be like, this is uh, five cents. And I would show like a $5 bill, but I'll, I'll do the script to, the, to this. This is 50 cents. Um, these are great. This means I can pay for this, this, this. Um, if you give me one of these, this is uh, a dollar. Um, and these are great because it means I can pay for my this, 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 this. And then I say, if you don't have one of these, that's fine. I'll take two fifties. That's totally cool. You can drop just two of these in there and, nice. go, and just pop them in the hat when you're done. That would be great. You know, I'd really appreciate that. Um, and then I go on with the show, um, and close the show. And that's like, a oh, thank you. Well done. Well done. So that's a really good bit that I would do in my show. And then I would finish the show. They put their money in and the whole script was that, if you don't have money, that's okay. I was like you too. That's why I started doing this. I go, kids, look, kids, don't freak out. I know you're in high school. You don't have money, but don't worry about it. Someday you will. And when you do, I'll still be doing this. Come back then. Come back then. Say hi and say, hey, man, remember me? I made something of myself. And I'm going to put some money in your hat. And I'll shake your hand. I'll say, hey, man, I'm glad you're doing well. And that I'll, I'll do this whole speech. And people give me an applause going like, kids, stick around. I go, but you know what? But be a good person. Be a good person. Come over. Shake my hand and say, thanks for a good time. All right? Mm. And people will, I've had people applaud that for me telling kids, don't be a dick and walk away because you're broke. Be polite. Come over and say thank you. And people have applauded that, like that hat line. 
And then I go, are we ready to close the show? And they go, yes. So it's like, you know. I'd just like to give you money now. (laughs) And they do that. But don't let them. Don't let them give you money before the end. Here's a suggestion that I think works well for a modern street performer. If you have some signage that has your social media on it, you can invite people to come up and take a picture and say, look, if you like the show and maybe you can't tip, just come up and take a picture and go drop a like on my blah, blah, blah. So now everyone's not scattering and they have purpose to come up. And when they take the picture, they're going to be pointing their camera right at your Venmo and your cash app. So it works on that that as well if you're not using that tactic do so you know take a picture if you can't tip go like my social media and thank you for that yeah beautiful yeah and now on and to oh actually mika you know we don't want to let nick be the only one doing some magic on the podcast on the magic guys you right. do have to do magic every day right now so <clears throat> would you care to magish yeah uh, so this trick is an easy trick for the podcast, but because I'm tired. <laughs> we want raise um, rise. Oh, okay. I'll do raise rise. <laughs> I'm gonna whack out. Do raise both. Rise. Do both. Yeah. <laughs> Hold go. up. Let me let me give you uh, the view. Let's change the viewing experience here. There we go. All right. Let's see if my hands will work. Uh, three of hearts. We'll leave the three of hearts right here, all the way at the very bottom. All right. You can see it all the way at the bottom. What we're going to do is watch carefully, though, as it actually rises through the layers of the cards. It rises a little bit higher, one at a time, like so. It gets higher and higher in the pack, all the way to the very top. Three hearts. Wow. That's crazy good. That's my (laughs) warm-up. Love it. You make Um, that look so easy, and it is not... Little first dot shop sponsor flex in the in the top corner. I can see too. Very nice. Um, okay, so now a self working trick. He's already done this trick this year. <laughs> Needs to a different one. Yeah, but I've already done this trick that I'm about to do as well. I couldn't find something for the podcast, Jason. So um, I don't have a giant room full of magic, unfortunately. So um, this <laughs> this magic trick uh, is. How am I going to present this? Like this. So for this trick, we have a prediction card in the center of the pack here. It is actually a different color to everything else. And it does have a few words written on it. Right now it says, you will roll. Okay. We're going to leave this in the middle of the pack and we'll get back to it in just a moment. First, um, Nick, can you please, I almost said, can you do me a favor? Nick, can you please... (laughs) Think of um, one, two, or three six-sided dice. How many would you like? One, two, or three? Uh, two. Two. Perfect. So if you were to roll those two dice and total the number up, you'd have numbers between, what, two and 12. What number would you like? 11. Yes. Do you want to re-roll your dice? They're not loaded or anything? They're not loaded. Okay, perfect. 11 it is. So I'm going to do this as fair as possible from the top of the deck. Count 11 cards. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. The 11th card face down right here. Now, you could have rolled any other number between 1 and 18. I gave you three dice. So the nine hearts, four spades, ace of clubs, any card after it as well. But we stopped on this card, the 11th card. And I actually wrote my prediction on the uh, two of diamonds right here. The one red card in the entire deck of cards that says you will roll. And we actually have one number here, 11. That is the number of cards here. But, but I do actually have one more thing written on this card. One more thing, the queen of clubs, which should actually match this 11th card. Queen of clubs damn that's cool there we go and that has to be worthy of a like and share damn that's awesome (laughs) there we go some sleight of hand and some self-working magic all in one ah beautiful are you sure you don't want to try one that you haven't done even just make one up so you don't have to film Uh, no i have a completely different video i think i have to film today so i will do it then i can't think right now fair enough my brain is overflowing with like too much so <laughs> so the the mayor magic bar we're goddamn gonna talk about it all right i don't want to hear about magic. this yeah, so, uh, so successful it's, it's, busking and this good feeling vibes of coming over from new zealand we want to hear about this stuff so you know what was really cool to see you get that that 
contract, by the way, was like watching your journey, you know, quitting the job, coming over here, watching the vlogs, you're like talking about how it's, you know, difficult to, to go out each day and better try and better and better your busking. Um, and obviously, it, it's always varying how much you'll make each week. And, you know, is it is everyone back at school now? All that kind of stuff. And then you get a chance to be a magician where you're guaranteed to make a certain amount for six weeks in a row. How does that feel? Like when you got that and you're like, oh, I don't have to worry about hat lines or money or the sun or whatever. But now you have to worry about different stuff. Putting on a good show with the team every day. Were you doing like three shows a day? Was that the schedule? Yes, yeah, so, so it differs, but I'll, so I'll, I'll talk about it. So it's one clarification really quick. It's Maho Magic Bar. <laughs> no, it's not. not. Don't be silly. Yeah, no, yeah, it's yeah, not. That's ridiculous. That's not, yeah. that's not how you spell that. <laughs> it's not how you spell mayo. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Maho Magic Bar was the gig that I've had for the last six you sa- weeks. Hang on. You sound like Jason with the whole, it's not mayo, it's ma. Anyway, keep going. Oh, <laughs> with his last, last name. Well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. Um, no, so I spent the last six weeks in Newcastle, which is like a few hours from Sydney here. So I just took a train for six weeks there. Um, unfortunately, paid rent in this wonderful place that I live in for six weeks without being here. But <laughs> that was the mm. only downside. Otherwise, the last six weeks in Newcastle for Maho Magic Bar, which is basically a traveling magic bar here in Australia. It's like made up of shipping containers. It moves around. <laughs> Mayo Magic Bar is... God damn it. Why do I read these comments? Okay. you got to explain the, the comment. Yeah. <laughs> I got way too distracted just then. Um, it's a moving magic bar that is made up of shipping containers, and it basically just moves around to different places like it was in Sydney, then it was in Adelaide Fringe, and I saw them briefly there, and then it went to Newcastle where they invited me to come along for the six weeks and fill one of the magic spots. Um, it is a Japanese-themed magic bar, and I am most definitely not Japanese, but that wasn't a problem at all. You know, you occasionally get a customer like, you're not Japanese, but there's a whole... Because it's a actual show, there's like a backstory written into it, essentially. So it's all. It's a theater experience. Yeah, a little bit. Um, mm. It's it's a bit of both of like a Japanese magic bar where you just mm. go up to the bar and see magic, and then there's also little like group shows and acts put on for the entire. You say bar containers. I'm envisioning smaller rooms. Does it open up into one big room, kind of? Yeah. Or is so there- it's like two shipping containers. Mm-hmm. side by side with a big gap in the middle and this a floor gets built there and a roof gets put over top and then the wall of this container and the wall of that container are taken off so it's like one big room all right mm. i've definitely shown you this picture before doug but alas i'll show you again. i ha- yeah i've seen mm. that but that maybe good. not envision the inside like is it, I, I was thinking maybe there's a, a small section for a close-up show per se well i've got i've got six weeks of videos of inside of the bar if you'd like why did i miss all of those shows <laughs> yeah good point i mean that shows how much youtube i actually watch because i do watch you and i still haven't seen the inside of that place yeah that's funny <laughs> no so basically how it works is there's five bars around and we perform at each bar so you, it is a close-up experience and then there's also a space at the front for like group acts or oh, bigger okay. acts that are presented to the entire audience all at once um I guess so I got is, some catching up to do on your. That is the gig that I've had for the last six weeks. It was absolutely amazing. <laughs> um, I've stayed in some like incredible, like some amazing accommodation. Um, my roommates for the six weeks were the bartenders for Maho, and they're from the UK. Um, and they were amazing people. I've had such a great time. Uh, which were they is performers kind of, as well? Yes. Uh, so one of them is a flair bartender. Yeah. So. He bartends, but he also does a little bit of flair in the show. So now I'm mildly addicted to flaring bottles. So Which Scotty P is asking, here. are you going to keep up the bar flaring? Oh, heck yes. <laughs> the bottle flaring, sorry. Nice. Hey, look at you go. Well, you can even hear the glass hitting your knuckles. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I I've picked up a lot like of that. I feel like we should throw you a fish. <laughs> I've picked up a lot of random skills while at Maho, which has been great. Um, And it's also why, like, the last six weeks I've slightly fallen behind because I've just 
enjoyed spending a lot of time meeting a lot of new people, making a lot of new friends and having a wonderful like experience from all of it. So cool. And yeah. do you um, think you'll do more of them? Uh uh, yeah, I think if they want me back, like now that I'm back in Sydney, I'm trying to get back into street performing, go hard at it and get good because that's what I want to do. And I want to basically, I just want to be able to be like, I can street perform. Um, I know I can do this, but at the same time, the Maho gig gives me a different place to perform in, different people to work with. And um, I mean, consistent income for a set amount of time, which is great to then supplement my learning on the streets. So you should, if you should definitely be taking all these options so that you know what you want to do. You go all in on the street performing and maybe you miss some great opportunities. Exactly. You, you and at the end of the day, the streets are always there. Maho's not. So if yep. Maho comes along again and invites me again, then I will do it again. I can always yep. go back to the streets. So, yeah, I had a friend of mine who was, um, you know, during the winter time working another hustle, but also a street performer. And he was, Stressing out for a moment, going like, "Man, you know, I got to make this money, and I got to pay this thing, and da da da." And I don't know what I'm going to do. And I sort of went like, um, <clears throat> "You know, you can do street shows, right?" And he went, <laughs> "Just, oh, of course." And then went out there and was like, "Thank you for reminding me. I went out and made twice as much as I do in my nine to five. Bless your heart." And I'm like, "Yeah." But um, so you, you, the beauty of having uh, being a street performer is that you have the ability to travel a lot more. Now, I know that you've come from afar to settle in Sydney, but um, what do you have anything on your uh, on, on your sort of, um, you know, on your, on your to do list in which like you would like to go experience street performing at. Cop Please say New Orleans. In, Please say New Orleans. I got a couch for or, you, man. Come on down. Yeah, or New Orleans <laughs> or Melbourne. Is there any sort of like other places that you have or starting to think about maybe um you know because you have this luxury of being able to pick up and set up wherever you like and just squeeze out a show so is there anywhere else that you want to go to uh yeah most definitely so i have family in london so i want to go to london at some point yeah um, damn like i would see i would go to edinburgh this year if i was financially stable enough to do so but unfortunately i am not so i made the Wise decision, I think, on my part to not go to Edinburgh this year, and I will be there mm -hmm. at some point. Um, otherwise, I want to go to London at some point because I've got family there. So that's on the plan. I do want to go to Melbourne pretty soon. I'm staying in Sydney for a while because Vivid's coming up, which is like a like the month long yeah. like, light festival thing here in Sydney. Um, so I'm staying here for that, and then I'll probably pop back over to New Zealand to see my family for a little bit. And I also want to go to Melbourne for a couple of weeks to try that out there. I haven't been to Melbourne. Um, otherwise, yeah, I mean, I've never been to America as well. So when I eventually uh, am able to like travel more in my life, then I will mo more most definitely like pop over to America as well. I'll come see you, Doug. <clears throat> Magic life. <clears throat> yeah, well, exactly, exactly. That as well. That as well. So, I think that should be the plan. It's it's always around August. Uh, Magic life. So mm. definitely, there'll be an Australian entourage going there next year 100 percent. yeah um and so you can't come with us because you're in new zealand but like you should go oh. <laughs> <laughs> as well <laughs> just kidding just kidding we should just get a private know. jet from here and just go over in a g6 oh. you know just do it proper and everyone just chip Bro. in like a grand each you know and that's just be like so weird you say that I was going to say, Jason, Josh has brought this up before, right? Jason and I had this very conversation and we were like, let's try and crowdfund a private jet to go to Vegas just for, sh Dude. you know, shits and giggles. Because if it happens, goddamn, you know, like only how us and- the footage uh, be? The footage, yeah. Wow. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, I can see the video now. How many magic tricks can you do on a private jet? <laughs> yeah. All just like it'd be one of those Guy Ritchie slow mo moments where like there's just like champagne midair, there's 360 cameras going around, there's cards in the equation, someone's trying to right. open the door with a parachute, all kinds <laughs> of things are happening. Like it'll oh just be. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, someone's yeah, trying to do get a the car, slow mo moment on the outside of the, the window. Plane. Do we have any like, <laughs> do we have any like secret, um, you know, billionaire tycoons that listen to this podcast? Because, you know, come on. We got to live. We got to eat too, God, you know, we've, on a private we've jet. We've got to have clients with this sort of infrastructure. We've got it. I've got. Oh, I'm sure we have clients. People. Yeah, 
But I don't know if... Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. I'm putting this on my to-do list. <laughs> yeah. I'm just put it in the options. Many- like... Put it in the options of payment. You can either pay this, this, or private jet experience, or you know, blah blah blah. It's like it's like a on Penguin Magic. I don't know if they still do this, but they used to have an option of shipping where it was like standard shipping, express shipping, or have the owner come and directly give it to you at your door, and it was like two thousand dollars. But it's an option, oh. a real option. Yeah, it was like within the US. It was like you know. Oh, you want to buy some loops? Okay, well, it's uh, yeah, ten bucks postage or twenty express or two thousand dollars to have him come and give it to you directly. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't ask, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Scotty P, that's great. That would be the video. Card to Card cockpit. To <laughs> that's great. I mean, we could do that video anyway. I'm, I'm sure. How about this? You know Card on window in jet. No, yeah, just you, you get about one second of it being out there and then it's gone. That's the magic moment. Yeah. yeah interesting <laughs> challenge. Okay, a G6 can hold 15 passengers. I say that we comfortably do 12 for comfort. Three yeah. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You better make that 11 and pick me up on the way. I'm telling you. <laughs> I honestly yeah. wonder what that, how much that would cost to go, it would be a lot to go from Australia to America, but then divided by 11 people, you know, because I know within Australia, it's like 10 grand or something, isn't it? Like if, or, or like if you're going from oh, New wow. York to LA in America, it's like at least 10 grand for a, a small private jet. But um, I don't know. Nick's doing the Nick's doing the numbers. He's, he's doing the calculations. He's on Expedia. Checking the exchange rate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> This is good. This is good. Okay. Yeah. I should do this outside of the uh, outside of the pod because I think it's going to go down a rabbit hole here. Um, but it's so funny. Or who, who's best friend with uh, with uh, Chris Kenner? I'm looking at you, Doug. It's probably you. Hey, man. I don't even know if the guy likes me, but you know, he, he got me in the show and got me good seats. But that doesn't mean he even likes me. So I don't know. Mm. I'm not his best friend, but I think I have his number. Ooh. Hey, can I get that? <laughs> just share Look, it, share it. it. I'm going to be there in June. I'm going to be like, hey, Chris, I'm here again. <coughs> yeah, I got it. I can't show it in the pod, but... It- Man. Oh, surely. That's pretty public, fancy. Public That's ridiculous. Well, Mika, what's uh, what's next for you, bro? Obviously, today's video. <laughs> but... Yeah. Actually, me and Jason the- were meant to go and film Street Magic, but he said he was sick yesterday, so I don't even know if he's still here, and I don't know what's happening. But, but that's 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 a daily occurrence with Jason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said today we'll do something, but I actually don't know what's going on. Yeah. Perfect. You just described my relationship with him for the last ten years. No, bro, still doing it. Okay, there we go. Amazing. Hey. Yeah. Well, there you go. Filming on the way. All of yeah. all of Mika's links are in the description too, so you can follow his journey. Um and you can watch him on Instagrams. We'll post his home address later because I got it yesterday. So you can stalk him. And, you know, people are really getting to know you, man. I mean, what's the, the, the best thing about doing daily magic on YouTube? Like, are you, are you sort of growing all of these, like, friendships from around the world? Uh, slowly. It's a lot to it's – ju- it's just a lot. Like, you know, there's, yeah. there's times where I'm like, I wish – I wasn't I wasn't doing this and it would give me more time to do other things. Um yeah. but at the same time I think I'm going to be hopefully in shut up Jason. Uh, I think I'm <laughs> I think I'm going to be uh hopefully like incredibly proud of myself that I did manage it by the end of the year and then I never have to do it again. So I might as well do it now while I'm 21 and then it's done. <laughs> yeah, Cuz the, the thing is bro, you'll notice too once you're, you know, even even my age at 33, like a year is like nothing. Once you do this, you look back on it and be like, oh yeah, I did that for one year. Yeah. Um, and so once it's done, it's done and you're in it. And I think the best thing and what I've been experiencing with my mini challenge of, of posting a trick every day in May is just that forced creativity it puts upon you. Like, and not only are you posting these videos for everyone else to see but you're also like making yourself show up every day to do it as well like you're yeah 
I'll tell you the best thing. Here's the best thing. We talked about it earlier, and that's that you have reflective time on your work. You're watching yourself and you're being you're progressing that way. So whether or not this this task of making a video every day is beneficial to you on social media is okay. But as I think as an artist, if you're being self-analytical on a daily basis, you gotta get better. Gotta. Yeah. I totally yeah, agree. Because like I was putting together a video for the trick of day and it was it was a, a, a version of an ambitious card, but it was gonna be really fun with like jokes and cards with stuff written on them and stuff. And I'm doing it and I'm going like, okay, it's okay, but I need someone holding a camera to do this properly. Like I could put it up like this and it would be okay, but I would not be proud of it. And I would not. And, and like this one move, if the fixed camera, it's like, you can see that you can see that load. Like you can see that slight yeah. and it's like slights are not meant to be seen. And the fact that it's going to have your name attached to it, that for me, like it's, it's gotta be good stuff, you know? Yeah. Well, Mika, if you had to leave everyone with some uh, words and wisdom, words of words of wisdom, it's oh, too no. early for me. What is it? Uh, my camera us? just died. Hold up. <laughs> Thanks for listening. It's time for us to disappear now. Disappear now. But we'll see you again on the next episode of the Magic Guys.